I'd like to share with you my story, um, which started about a decade and a half before I was born. Um, my grandfather, Papa, uh, a proud Territorian and of Jawan descent, married my beautiful Nana, who was born in the Torres Strait Island, and she came to Darwin when she was one. They had 12 children, um, and my grandfather bought an empty block um, at 25 Henry Street, and I'm told the only way in was the dirt track. There was nothing built around it. It was down in a gully, and it was flat, and then there was another gully. Um, my grandfather stayed on that empty block gathering materials over a few years, and he guarded it with a hurricane lamp at night, just in case. Um, his sons were all construction and apprentice, so they all worked to build this big, big house, big family house. The house was on stilts and it was cemented right into the ground, really far into the ground. So it was very solid. Three bedrooms, wooden floors, huge kitchen, huge lounge. My auntie said they moved in before there was any doors, stairs, flywires, fans. So they used to climb up a ladder into the front door and went through a lot of mosquito coils in the process as well. Dormitory style. Um, so as, as my family grew, my... 12 aunties and uncle and mum, they all married. So 12 became 24. And before 1993, I had 31 first cousins. And um, we would have a family dinner. Come over for dinner. Like that. Just come over for dinner. So there's 60 people for dinner. <laughs> and um, what I can appreciate now is Papa was always out and about and he'd go down the mall and do his whatever you need to do, bills, and if he saw someone and introduced, how are you? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm visiting. Come down to 25 Henry Street for dinner tonight. So there'd be strangers at these parties. There'd be the neighbour, there'd be the shopkeeper. So 60 people were the normal, and then there were extras. Even the chief minister or the Lord Mayor every now and then would pop down to have a feed. And food was very important. My nana... Um, would make wonderful Malaysian-influenced dishes, so curries and vermicelli and fried rice. And my grandfather had the most magnificent garden I've ever seen, and the soil was black and rich, and they were in beds. And we weren't allowed to go in there willy-nilly, no. You had to wait and single file. As, and then you're in, look, and then you're back out. <laughs> That's how he ran the garden. And there were um, vine tomatoes, there was cabbage, there was sweet corn, there were... Maragusa, which is Chinese cabbage growing all across the, the fence. And um, at the front were big containers of chilies. So there were bird's eye chilies, there were long chilies, there were little fat chilies, and they were all colours. And I can just remember as a kid that people would just come down the gully. So the driveway went like that. So you'd look up at the driveway. They'd come down and they'd be picking chilies. That's all they would do. And my grandfather was there picking the chilies, and they were talking, and they'd go. Or they'd come down and get um, vegetables, fresh vegetables that were picked straight off the vine and they would go. This produce was on our tables growing up. That's what we had to eat. And my nana um, would be standing there making sure everyone eats. So if there's 60 plus people and you're not eating, she's going to know. Why aren't you eating? Are you unwell? Have some food. Get that, get that girl some food. Have some food. The seafood would be um, prawns and crabs and fish and dugon and turtle from our, our lot that went out fishing, but also people would drop fish off 
to Nana. She would sew their um, fishnets. So what happened is in the, you just walk past random buckets at the door with a fishnet in it. So Papa would put it up on a hook, six foot in the air, and she would stand there and she would sew the fishnets. People would just drop those off and then they'd come back down with fish. And as kids, we, we had all of 25 Henry Street and the road as our domain and we just played and played. We'd come back in for any formalities. We'd go back. Dinner is cleared. Then the desserts would come out. Now, my nana was a renowned baker in Darwin and she made wedding cakes and she made, birth she made all our cakes for every one of our birthdays, 24 weddings, all the grandkids' birthdays. She made chocolate cakes, she made layered cakes, vanilla cakes, she made lamingtons, butterfly cakes, patty cakes, and we were all witness to it and we could all smell the cakes cooking. It felt like every day they were, Nana was cooking. You couldn't run upstairs, you had to walk upstairs as a cake in the oven. So you go really slow and then you run down the other stairs at the back. And um, the produce and how, how she just just... just make these. My, my favourite cake of hers was a chocolate cake and it was a huge love heart shaped with three tears and had rich um, chocolate icing and a little Minnie Mouse figurine she got from one of the Chinese emporiums. And that's from America. That's Minnie Mouse on my cake and I'm about 10. So that was great. We, we would eat dessert and um, the gatherings we were never in each other's way. You can imagine the amount of people and folding up chairs, eskies, and us kids would eat and go and eat and run. And even day events, we'd be playing cricket in the gullies, in the, in the front of the adults watching in the day playing cricket. And then I remember we were playing cricket and then people, there was a ruckus and people were jumping off their chairs and knocking the chairs over in the eskies and, and then we'd stop and we'd look. And from out of the gully, a big goanna was coming out of the gully and it was coming up, and it was huge, and it was going straight towards my papa, who was sitting on a folding up chair, and all the aunties and nanas, and they were gone, they weren't anywhere near this goanna. And the goanna walked up to my grandfather, and he was up, and then my grandfather would stand up and talk to this goanna. And we were just all like that. And he would put his hand in his pocket, and he'd pull out a piece of raw meat, and he would hand feed this big gigantic goanna. And then the guana, he would talk to the guana, and the guana would acknowledge, and they respected, they respected each other, and he'd turn around, the guana, and he wide-berthed down back into the gully. We would just go crazy. That was just, how could that happen? I've witnessed that that many times, this guana, and I'm sure there were smaller ones. So maybe the guana was teaching their kids, this is home, go and see that old man up there, he'll feed you. My... My nana and papa raised us in 25 Henry Street. We belonged at 25 Henry Street. We were in a dome. We were, we were so lucky. We were so confident, proud people. We used to arrive and nana and papa would be under the veranda welcoming us and even as grandkids turning up to stay for eight weeks of the holidays. And when we'd left 25 Henry Street, they'd be down the bottom waving us goodbye and we were all very sad, <laughs> even though we were just out in the suburbs. Thank you for listening. That was my story, 25 Henry Street, Stuart Park. Thank you. Thank you.